the Diary of an Apartment Investor podcast with your host, Brian Briscoe. In this podcast, we bring some of the top professionals in the apartment investing field to discuss various aspects of the apartment investing journey with the sole purpose of educating listeners to make wise investment decisions. The Diary of an Apartment Investor podcast is sponsored by Four Oaks Capital, bringing you high yield returns through apartment complex investing. This is episode number 161 and part of our multifamily brief series. Today, we're going to talk about inflations and returns and what's, you know, my opinion on what's going on. Once again, this is my opinion only. Uh, I don't have a crystal ball. And even if I did, you know, I don't think the crystal ball would be working very well. But, you know, news this past week reported a 5.4% raise in the consumer price index. Now, the consumer price index is what the Federal Reserve uses to gauge inflation. And incidentally, this is the largest year over year inflation rate we've seen since 2008. Now, what does this mean? For starters, your dollar right now is worth less than it was a year ago. Now, here's a perfect example that coincidentally played out last weekend. My partner and I were invited to speak at Michael Blanc's Dealmaker Live in Dallas. And I'm talking about Eric Shirley. So, of course, you know, if we're on stage speaking about uh, what we've done with multifamily space, we both suited up. Eric happened to find a $20 bill in his suit pocket. You know, he mentioned the last time that he had worn that suit was at a wedding about 18 months ago. So looking at that $20 bill and comparing its purchase power to when he put it in his suit, that bill is now worth about $18.45 compared to when he put it in his pocket. So there is this real debasing of currency that's happening. It's always happened. It's just happening at a slightly higher rate right now than it has over the past. Now, Looking at the inflation itself, there's a lot of debate among the experts about what it means for the future of the economy. And I don't think I'm an expert by any stretch of the imagination. I'm just reading what a lot of the experts are saying. Now, I've seen some paint a very doom and gloom picture pointing out that the federal government has pushed over $5 trillion into the economy in various forms of stimulus. You know, And they say that this will inevitably lead to massive inflation. I mean, the federal government usually brings in somewhere between three and four trillion dollars in tax revenue alone. So having them push out five trillion in stimulus over two years is a lot more than they actually bring in. And oh, by the way, all the other government programs have continued to be funded. So there is a huge impact to our deficit. And a lot of people are thinking this is going to lead to massive inflation and potentially a currency collapse. Now, I've heard other people look at this inflation and the government stimulus programs and say that, well, most of the stimulus replaced incomes, and to the extent where the stimulus replaced incomes of people who weren't working, it won't cause that much inflation. Now, on the other front, prices, you know, we're looking at inflation specifically in the consumer price index. The Consumer Price Index measures the year-over-year change in prices. It doesn't measure why or say anything about how things have changed. It just measures the change in what they call a basket of goods. And there's several things that can cause prices to rise. You know, going back to Economics 101 from, from college, there's supply and demand side uh, pressures that can move prices up or down. And in generally what you know, a lot of economists will call as good inflation is a demand side inflation where, you know, 
wages go up. People are earning more money and therefore they have more money to spend. And so the demand for products is higher and therefore the prices go up. Now, this is actually good for the economy. It indicates that there is growth and the Fed, the federal government is trying to keep this growth pegged at approximately 2% per year. So a little bit of inflation is good for the economy. It means the economy is growing. It means people are earning more. It means people are spending more. And it does translate to a little bit of inflation year over year. Now, on the opposite end of the spectrum, there's supply-side inflation. And that tends to have a negative effect on the economy. And I'm afraid that much of the price increases that we are seeing are due to supply chains still not operating efficiently. The single biggest mover in the consumer price index was on used cars, and a lot of that was due to a supply-demand imbalance. We also seen in the past several months the price of lumber almost tripling because the supply, the amount of lumber leaving the sawmills that had all closed down due to COVID, couldn't keep up with the demand. And even now, as lumber prices out of the mills have gone back down, the prices to the consumer haven't dropped significantly. I think it's always funny how when prices rise, the consumer gets hit immediately, but when they fall again, there's a big lag, but I digress. Now, how much inflation is due to supply side versus demand side, or how much inflation will still occur due to the monetary policy and trillions of dollars in stimulus? I don't know. I wish I had a crystal ball. But going one step deeper, you know, the Fed has some tools to regulate the economy, and they can raise interest rates, which will most times curb the inflation. By changing the cost of money, if money is less readily available, people will spend less and therefore the demand side of inflation will go down. But I think we're in a weird position right now where we're experiencing just as much bad inflation, meaning the inflation is not due to a rip-roaring economy. Normally, the Fed could raise rates to slow down growth, but I'd be worried that raising rates right now would be detrimental to what I think is a fragile economy. I see a few different directions this could go, and it's all based on the Fed's response. If the Fed keeps rates low, we'll experience moderate inflation. Right now, the 10-year running average is 2.2%, which is not at all bad. This last year was 5.4%, which is not really good, but it's a lot better than most economies. If rates stay low to keep the economy recovering, I'd expect to see another year or so of higher-than-normal inflation. Another option would be for the Feds to raise rates to bring inflation down. At this point, the question is how much and for how long. Now, since this is a real estate investing podcast or an apartment investing podcast, I'll point out that there is a correlation. It's not a cause and effect. Between There's a correlation between the prevailing interest rates and cap rates. So if the federal rate goes up for a significant amount of time, cap rates will also go up, which means that would have a downward effect on commercial real estate prices. But there would also be a negative effect on the economy, especially one that's still recovering from COVID. And I'm not sure the Fed can stomach a poorly poorly performing economy for that long. So if the Feds do raise the rates, I think it's going to be temporary. If rates stay low, property values will continue to increase, especially in a higher than normal inflationary period. Once again, the correlation between interest rates and cap rates will keep values high and the higher than average inflation will push rents upward, and therefore the net operating income will go up too, which will further cause upward pressure on prices, which means the real estate market will keep booming. Now, what does this mean for everything else? You know, A lot of doom and gloomers are buckling down for a period of high inflation and slow economic growth. 
the value of the dollar, they say, will decrease very rapidly over time, and the market will have turbulent times ahead. What's the best hedge for this environment? Well, historically, it's been to place money into hard assets, such as precious metals or real estate. These hard, physical, tangible assets tend to keep their value over time, even against a debasing currency. In this case, real estate becomes a hedge to preserve capital against the possibility of the rest of the market dropping like a rock. If the economy keeps humming and rates stay low, prices will continue to go up. Now, either way, I think real estate will be a good investment. I just don't think we're going to be seeing the same returns as in the previous decade. The time where you could hit a 20% internal rate of return just by holding a property for a few years may be over. And if the rest of the economy tanks, as the doom and gloomers predict, real estate will be a means of preserving wealth and not just growing wealth like it has been. Now, what's in our future? Well, only time will tell, but I still think real estate is a good bet, You know, not just because of the returns, but its ability to preserve capital. That's it for today's show. Stay tuned Friday. We have another amazing Ask the Expert series with Michael Gilman and Victor Morales. And it's a great episode. We'll see you then. Thank you for listening to the Diary of an Apartment Investor podcast today, brought to you by Four Oaks Capital. If you'd like to know more about how to invest in apartment buildings or want to be a guest in our show, visit our website at fouroakscapital.com slash podcast or email us directly. If you're still listening, you obviously like the show, so pull out your phone, tap subscribe, and leave us a five-star rating on your favorite podcast app. And we'll see you again next week. Music